0: ...me if Michigan loses this game. I they must, They're they going to have to go out, drop their pants, and take a big steaming pile of shit on the field to lose this game to Notre Dame. Uh, and I'm not going to give examples because I'm scared to death. If I give examples, those are going to be the examples that show up in the game and we're going to fucking lose. And then I'll blame myself all week for being the person who said who breathed this shit into life. Yes, I'm that crazy. I'm the same guy that turns on a Michigan game. And if, let's say I'm working and I don't get home to watch it enough time. Because back in the day, there wasn't a DVR, everybody. I know my younger viewers, you don't understand that. But yes, sometimes you just fucking miss the game every once in a while. Because you didn't have the time to record it. Or you didn't have the fucking instruments to record with. Anyways... uh I'm the same guy that when I turn on a Michigan, or I'm watching a Michigan game, and let's say Michigan's winning, I turn on the game, they start losing. I turn off the game and will watch anything but that game. Just the way it goes. I'm a fucking weirdo. I get it. I don't need help. I understand that I'm fucking wackadoo about this team, but that's the way it goes. I'm not going to be the cause of them losing. So I'm definitely not going to be the cause. I'm definitely not going to say why I think they could lose this game. Because I don't think there's a real legitimate chance they're going to lose this game. But there are things. Hell, we saw them fucking botch a goddamn punt to lose a Michigan fucking state. So shit can happen. I just am not going to fucking say anything about it. But anyways, the guys to watch on Notre Dame, they actually Notre Dame may actually be playing two fucking two fucking quarterbacks. Are you nuts? Two quarterbacks? Please make it easier on us as possible. It didn't work out for Florida last year. It definitely ain't gonna work out for you. So please, if you wanna if you wanna play two quarterbacks, God bless you. I wish you the best of luck. But this Wimbush guy I mean, he's, he was more than impressive last year. And I'll tell you, that G- Rashad Gary has got his number. First of all, I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard it. has been all over Michigan News, if you've been paying attention. Um, Wimbush was on the opposite team of Rashad Gary in high school when they were playing the in their like, high school championship game. Wimbush played real well. I don't know. I'm sure Gary did as well, but uh, Wimbush made the plays when they need to be made, and they robbed Gary of of a high school championship. So Gary wants to repay the the flavor, repay the favor, and uh, stick it to Wimbush. So you already know Gary's going to be locked in. Rashad Gary's going to be locked in. Chase Winovich obviously is going to be locked in. I want to see these are the guys I really want to see who's going to do some Dumforth. I want to see what this guy does on the defensive on the defensive line. We've got Aubrey Solomon, one of the most solid up and coming defensive tackles in the nation. So if Dumforth is the guy who's been stealing all the headlines in practice from Solomon, I want to see what this cat has. I'm dying to see what this cat has. I'm very interested in um, Ross or Gil in the uh, Mike McCleary role this year. McCleary, I love the kid. I, I, I don't know why he retired already from the NFL, um, but he was slipping last year. There's something that just wasn't right with him last year. Uh I just, I want to see how Gil does. I, I definitely want to see how this Thomas kid does, Amory Thomas. I, uh, he could be a game changer for us because he's going to be in that slot position, at in the defense, and he's going to be the guy who takes out because like uh, the the Penn State slot guy. The, I don't even know who they fucking were last year, but they rammed that fucking slot right in our ass. Uh, I mean, up and down the fucking field, we couldn't do shit about it. Um, I definitely want to see how Metellus and Kennel are going to be playing. I got a feeling Kennel, as a captain now, is really going to take his game to the next level. But, Metellus is the one I'm really interested in. Um, If we remember, when we played Florida State, they had him at the Viper position. Kennel. Not Kennel, but uh, Metellus. Yeah. Uh, so, that's, I'm curious, this kid has a lot of upside, he's super fast, he's aggressive, but I want to see, now if that he makes the right play, if he can tackle right. I know Kennel's gained 10 pounds. Now, maybe he goes from those hand tackles, those missed tackles, to now making the correct tackle. You know, um, I... You know Notre Dame's running game solid. Uh, I think we have a huge, huge advantage on the on the uh, offensive. Li- I mean, going offense defensive line. Our defensive line, I think, is going to eat up Notre Dame's offensive line. I mean, they're missing two starters from their offense from last year who are now major players in the NFL. If that doesn't tell you something, that's a huge loss. Huge loss. Um. So, yeah, with with Gary and Winovich on the corners, and you're going to be putting two new kids out there to stop those monsters? Man, good luck. Good luck to that, sir. And then if you keep... Our guys at home, hopefully Solomon and Dunforth can uh, eat up Wimbush if he decides to start running. And our linebackers can, we need to stop the mobile guy because that's what really kind of hurt us last year. So let's see where that goes. Don Brown never makes a, never ever makes a, mis, uh, not a mistake, but an excuse for why things go wrong. Just just says we're gonna get better. We're gonna do we're gonna do this. We're gonna get better at what we do. I admire that. I would run through the wall for Don Brown. Every time I hear that man speaks, it gets me excited. You know? Um so I really do believe I think it's gonna be like a 27 what did I say last week? 2410, 2417, maybe a 3117, 20, you know, like 213. I think we're going to whoop their ass. I really do. I think it's going to be, like I told you, mildly close. It's going to be a lot like last year's game against uh, Florida, uh, minus the interceptions and the interceptions for touchdowns. Minus those out, and I, I, I don't see how we can't. Because if your defense isn't as fast as ours, you cannot practice to that. You can't do it. You might as well go get Notre Dame track track and field team and have them come out and just run you down on the field because that's what you're dealing with when you get bush and you get hudson and you get fucking thomas and you get kennel and you have lavert hill and you got david watson and you got fucking david long i mean how many more great effing players do we need before you just you get you have to be intimidated i mean last year we had the number one pass defense and i don't know where the hell we fell on uh rush but it it had to be in the double digits because we weren't great on it but with the refocus to being great i can see us getting there i don't know i'm just telling you i think we're gonna whoop their ass um I'm excited, I'm scared, I'm everything in between. Uh, Shea Patterson, I, I God, I hope he fucking lights it up. I just, mwah, I hope he just kicks their effing ass. It'll be just so good to sit back on a Saturday and watch Michigan be what we grew up knowing Michigan was. That 97 team... Uh, Just the way they threw the ball, the way they played, it just was awesome. And I don't know if I said it last week, but I'm sure I did. Um, But I'm going to say it again, that the national title team started off ranked 14th, just like we did this year. They also had one of the harder schedules in the nation that year, and that's the same thing we're facing right now. All right? Uh, before I a bit of do, I'm going to go ahead and do a little Big Ten uh, gossip. Uh, the gossip about the Big Ten is Purdue's supposed to be good. Eh, I doubt it because the guy still hasn't named a starter yet. But I'd like to see Purdue be good because I want to see another fucking team appear out of that fucking west that's going to give Wisconsin some fucking fits. You know, I would love to see it. Nebraska's two years, maybe three, away from competing in that area. I don't. Scott Frost can suck a dick. I I don't care, Mister Arrogant. I don't care what he thinks he's going to do. He's he's going to get him eight wins, maybe nine. Nothing spectacular. Nothing to where they want him to be. You know. Hell, I don't know. They, I, I have no I have no idea what Nebraska's dealing with. So it could be way less than that. He could be a seven-game winner for all I know. I don't give a shit. Um, but Purdue's supposed to be good. There. Actually, one guy picked Purdue to beat Ohio State. They have Ohio State and Wisconsin at Purdue this year. So if Purdue's going to make some noise and make some major jumps this season, this is is definitely the season to do it because they have two big teams in the Big Ten at home. Um, I mean, they were pretty boisterous last year when they said they were going to whoop our ass. By the way, the only team that made John O'Korn look good. I mean, let that just marinate in your fucking domes for a bit. The only team that made John motherfucking hate your guts O'Korn oh look like he's not Mr. Fumbles. Not Mr. Uh, throw the Interception. Mr. Five Turnovers in a game. Captain Turnover actually did something in this fucking game. Um, I'll, moving on to the Ohio... <laughs> um... I think you're going to see – they they're still going to, the rumor is they're going to run two quarterbacks. Two, when the fuck did that ever was crazy successful? I think Oklahoma tried it once. Um, some other teams tried it once. I don't know. Man, Ohio State going to run two quarterbacks with some unknown guy at the helm for three games. And TCU is one of those games. I don't see Notre Dame. I don't see Ohio State making it out of that TCU game alive. I think I'm actually – I think TCU might actually beat them. As crazy as that is, if they're going for two quarterbacks and two of them are like juniors maybe, I mean, I think the, the Haskell kid's a sophomore. Good luck. Good luck. You ever hope that defense is as good as advertised. Or the Big Ten will try to make him sound as good as advertised. Nick Bosa. What a joke. We had two guys on the defensive line last year that made his effort look like shit. But yet, still that dumb motherfucker. That big-nosed, Guinea-Italian motherfucker still got it. Now, I can say that because I am Italian. So, you know, it's kind of like what we do. Um, But, I mean, give me a break. Uh, it, all Everything about last year just irritates me. All right, guys. This. Okay, final score. Michigan. 31. Notre Dame. 20. 31-20. Uh, look, look for Michigan to obviously be close in the first half and then watch us pull away in the second. Um If Shea even has a good day, if he has a really good day, we could blow him out by 50 for all I know. We could hang 50 on their ass. Because our defense, you give our defense that much time, forget it. You give our defense 21 points, we may never lose a game. Anyways, 31-20, Michigan, and not even that close of a game. It'll feel like it was more of a blowout. Um So once again, my name's Adam Brewer. Please continue to tell your people about the Michigan Wolverine Maniac podcast. I love doing this thing. I love hearing from you guys. So any input, please. Now listen, I may not take it. I may think it's the craziest input I've ever heard, but I still love listening to it. I still love the fact that you guys fucking listen to this thing and actually care enough to say something. That's fucking awesome. So it's Michigan Man fan page on Facebook. Uh, Like it. Tell your friends about it. And then, hey, if you guys know Harbaugh, Tom Brady, any Charles Woodson, any Michigan player throughout history, I don't give a shit, as long as from post 83 up, so this way I know who the fuck they are, please, please feel free to let them listen to this wonderful podcast. I appreciate you all. You've all been very good to me so far. The numbers, just like I said last week, or the last podcast, they continue to go up. I am shocked every day I look at the numbers that grow. I am super stoked about this. I'm going to do something like this every week, So uh, we're crazy awesome about this. And by the way, last year I did a whole bunch of stuff for Michigan on Podbean. It's only going to be found on Podbean because I didn't know dick about anything else. So if you guys really want to listen about last year, see how it went off on some shit, go look for it on Podbean. I believe uh, under BroLogic uh something to that effect i can't even remember the it's like michigan something the michigan update i think it was the michigan update on bro logic it's uh, just look up either one of those you'll find my my animated fat or my drawn fat face we're all good to go thank you guys once again and i look forward to this season because i think it's gonna be fucking awesome take care and uh always and forever man go blue Hey, all right. It's uh, another episode of the Michigan Wolverine Maniacs podcast. Uh, my name is Adam Brewer. You can also find me on Michigan Man uh, fan page on on Facebook. Uh, please go ahead and like it. Uh, it's the best way to get a hold of me. I've had some great conversations over the last couple of weeks with some really knowledgeable fans who are who are just excited. Uh, about this season, and actually, uh, I got some very nice compliments about the podcast. So, uh, go there, Michigan Man uh, fan page at fa- at Facebook. Uh, hit me up, and we'll talk. Uh, this is the Week One big game pregame. All right, every game this year is going to be a big game. So we're going to pregame all these bad motherfuckers. All right. Uh, But before I get into my breaking it down, I sound like such a douche, but uh, we're going to go over a few things. Of course, the Jewish mother in me always figures something's going too good, so something bad's got to happen, right? And it happened. I don't know so much how bad it's going to be, but it definitely fucking bummed me out for a couple, I don't know, about 30 minutes or so. Tarek, Tarek Black, Tarek Black. However you want to say it, it's beneficial. They said it. He's he broke his other foot. Go figure. This motherfucker can dominate high school football, can do all this other shit. But as soon as he gets into fucking the big boy school, he's got to break both his goddamn feet. Um, I don't know. I they're you know they're doing typical Harbaugh. Oh, which is fine. They're, you know, they're not going to say what, what's really going on. Cause yeah fuck the rest of the team, so I don't care. What's more important is I hope this kid gets healthy so he can come back and actually have a college career because he's fucking talented and he's gotta be so fucking bummed right now. And That's the kid I really feel for is Tarek. Uh, he, he seems like, off of that fucking Amazon special, he seems like he's such a good kid. His mom and his uh, dad or stepdad, whoever is involved there, they look like such a great family. I I really, really hope that this is something that he, uh, it's like a three-game thing, four-game thing, which is fine. Because what what does that mean? He misses Notre Dame. That's a blow. But, I mean, Western Michigan, SMU, who gives a fuck? We can do that. And plus, you know what, to be quite honest, we have been blessed with Nico Collins. I had to do a little bit more research on poor Nico here. After, after Black got hurt. And I have found nothing but rave reviews from his teammates, from uh, coaches. Every time it seems like big man uh, John Jensen, the captain, uh, mentioned Tarek Black or the wide receivers in any fashion. Once Tarek was mentioned, Nico always seemed to follow. They are very impressed with Nico. Nico. Um, I mean, we have, fuck, I mean, how many dudes we have, and I don't want to hear the fucking scared people say, oh, but we could have had McDoom. Come on, man. What are we going to run? The fucking reverse 80 times in a game? I mean, McDoom, even with Black going down, is what, now the fourth or fifth best option we got? So please, if your answer to this is, well, well, we should have kept McDoom, then you really don't know anything. I hate to break it to you, Uh, you need to reevaluate your life, Uh, McDoom was never the answer. Cool name, great thing to scream at a game when you're drunk. But not a great athlete. Not a Michigan athlete. Now, wherever the hell he's at, God bless him. I wish him the best. Anyways, getting back to this. Nico Collins is a fucking stud. A big boy who can catch the ball. I don't know about his route running. Uh, I live in Arizona, so I have a guy who goes to the open practices, which they had one this week, and it was very light. Just kind of a run-through, obviously, because we don't want any more people getting hurt. And uh, he said Nico was looking good. Uh, Shea is as good as a quarterback. He is just as good as a person. And it seems like he's he's ready. He he's almost a pro because he knew what what was most important was spending time with the fans. Getting the fans to be comfortable with their new leader. And he apparently he did that in Spain. So awesome for Shea. I'm happy to hear it. Gentry, uh, from all confirmations, is a Greek god. 6'8". They talked about putting this cat at the number two spot. The number two spot to replace Black. He's a tight end. That's how good this kid is. If there was even rumors. I mean, you don't ever say you put. Even Gronkowski doesn't get mentioned as a number two spot spot. spot you know i mean i think that's because we're so deep at tight end i mean let's face it uh we could have gentry at two and McAllen or mcgeen or what i i I, the kid's good i just don't know his fucking name get off my ass um anyways we could have that package out there that'd be fucking awesome but i mean okay so we've got people's jones we've got nico collins at two we've got perry in the slot with uh with um, Martin coming in at the fourth option. I think we're great for four games. Hopefully it's less. I hope it's not more. Um, it's been a fucking kind of, you know, everybody was so worried about Black, but I, I think it's going to turn out for the best for us on this because we're really going to get to see some other guys, and that'll be awesome. Um, Another thing that I found out, Uh, Once my guy got back from practice, Uh, apparently there was talk that Grant Newsom is I know apparently he's doing some of the tight ends, but he's been working with the offensive line this week, breaking down Notre Dame's defensive line. Paying attention to who does what, are the returning players, may I say. Uh, Who does what? What's their first step? What's their second step? What do they like to do? Where will you see them and what? I mean, already Grant Newsome, not letting this career-ending injury uh, weigh him down, ruin his career. Uh, He's not throwing a pity party for one. Um even though he's a size of three. Uh, you know, he, just, it makes me sad that he couldn't live out his dream as an offensive lineman. Because I really do believe he could have been great. Um, but it's fucking awesome that he's helping out the guys. Um, now, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. I am super, super excited for this game. But when I get super excited... Like I said, I have a bit of a Jewish mother in me. I then think the worst. I can't think the worst. This is going to be a great fucking season. I I really still stand by the fact that I think we blow these fuckers out um, in the second half. Uh, I think it's this really is going to solidify us. This one win will alert the rest of the country, hey, Michigan might be back. You know, Mich- Michigan, where we are back. I'm tired. I'm, I, you know, I shouldn't be listening to none of this nonsense because a lot of these fucking podcasts or uh, Jason Whitlock drives me fucking nutbags crazy because he says he hates clickbait journalism. But he's the he is clickbait journalism. He says one awful thing about Jim Harbaugh. He knows there's more to it. But then he then he slams Joel Clack for trying to fucking support Harbaugh. This fucking guy drives me goddamn batty. Because if we have to if we have to unpack everything, I'm going to make Jason Whitlock look like a fool because. Everything he says is just dumb. It's just, it's uneducated and it's dumb because I think he takes five minutes a week to think about what he's going to say about sports and then the rest of the week he spends on that fucking goddamn uh, first segment where he really puts it to us, the listener. Hey guys, this is what I'm going to tell you about my thoughts about sports. Sports. Fuck off. Seriously. He is clickbait journalism. He is the. And I used to like I I used to like Jason Whitlock. I really do. Some of the things he says I really like. But what he says about Harbaugh is just such bullshit. And then he says, Oh no, I'm a Michigan fan. Go fuck yourself. Anytime you compare Brady fucking Hoke to goddamn Jim Harbaugh, you are an asshole. You're, you're an uneducated straight asshole. There's no way you can fucking compare Brady Hoke to goddamn Jim Harbaugh unless all you're doing is fucking looking at the cover of the book and you're not reading the whole fucking deal. That's what Brady Hoke is. Apparently he's a good looking cover to a book but when you get into the middle you see he's just a fat lazy bastard that looks like fucking goddamn Fred Flintstone who can't coach to save his fucking ass and it, by the way you're going to compare fucking jim harbaugh to brady hoke oh brady hoke would never blah 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 well guess what brady hoke never had 19 players going to the goddamn nfl 19 in one fucking season 19 you know i mean we had under brady hoke maybe five in his whole tenure. Jason Whitlock drives me goddamn batty, and Joel Clack for letting him push him around drives me batty. On that, it's just like, dude, tell him to shut the fuck up, get some goddamn stats out there, do something. All right, I'm done. I, I, you know, I always say, well, I'm not going to rant on this episode, right? I'm going to keep it cool, calm, and collected. Oh, well, I'm not going to rant. I can hold it. But no, because somebody does something dumb and I'm trapped here in Arizona and not on TV where I could tell fucking Jason Whitlock to shove his oversized head into his tight little fucking butthole. So this way he can learn something. I mean, it just drives me nuts absolutely fucking nuts nuts and it's really bad when coward uh, actually can we get on this how many goddamn weeks of vacation do these motherfuckers need I mean, for God's sakes, what do you do all day? You watch fucking sports. That's not enough of a fucking goddamn vacation. Spend 10 minutes away from your fucking family and mail in a goddamn show every once in a while. Huh, Cowherd? For God's sakes. Man, I mean, PTI, they at least deserve it. They've been there since, like, 1902. These motherfuckers have earned a goddamn three-month vacation. Jason Whitlock and Cowherd? Who the fuck gave you guys Three months off Oh wait hours not in today Oh the only voice or reason To go up against your punk ass When it comes up to Harbaugh And this fool's fucking missing in action Golly, that's fucking ridiculous. Put me on TV, then. Let me spend my whole life just paying attention to fucking sports and 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 not even really putting together great fucking ideas. I'm just throwing shit on a wall, and going for it. Awful, just plain goddamn awful. All right, uh, that Urban Meyer thing. He's going to stay. They say he might not. Now everything's coming out about how bad Zach Smith was and that uh, Herman, the Texas head coach, while he was at Ohio State, might have been the one that got him into the got him in free into the uh, the strip club. I mean Mr. Dick Pick I mean seriously, who gives a shit? We all know he's an awful human we all know he beats his wife which is even worse I mean I don't know what's worse pulling out your little pecker to, in the fucking Oval Office or fucking beating your wife obviously it's beating your wife but if you're pulling out your pecker in the Oval Office shouldn't we just naturally assume you're the type of person that's going to backhand a woman if she doesn't say something that you want I think it's repulsive, I think it's fucking awful but are we shocked that fucking this person is doing that that's why i always got shocked that fucking people were so crazy when the clippers owner turned out to be racist and i don't even know if he was all over all that racist all he asked his girlfriend was to do hey i don't care if you fuck him i don't care if you date him just don't bring him around my game don't bring him around my 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 arena don't throw it in my fucking face but go ahead and fuck them all. I'll still take care of all your bills. Just don't rub it in my face. And then she taped him. Seriously? I mean, when people were shocked that an 83-year-old billionaire white guy is a racist, that's a shock to you? This is what's shocking people in America nowadays, that an 83-year-old white man who has more money than God is a racist or may say some off colored things about black people? I mean, it's the same thing about this Zach Smith guy. He pulls his dick out in the goddamn White House. We're supposed to be shocked that he gets in free at a fucking strip club or that he beats his wife, which is ridiculous. I mean, well, what are we doing here, people? God, I'm so angry at myself. I hate ranting like this. But anyways, um, nonetheless, that's fucking what happened. Oh, well, I don't care. Um. Let's get into this goddamn game, right? I really do. Michigan, I don't see how Michigan loses this game. I I don't see it. It's beyond.